I'm Chase. And I'm Timothy. And this is Customer Service. recording it's it's surprisingly dark in this room despite there being no windows and there, it always being dark it's despite it looking like an actual cave the night as <laughs> yeah. well like so. yeah what's good uh nothing much feeling good to be done with all the sales stuff like and just sort of bit, like you know. cleaning up and just feeling like i'm getting my brain back in order yeah. so slowly but surely getting back to regular life it was nice to bit. put in uh put in the airpods and Listen to a couple of murder podcasts and just rearrange the racks. Just That's like clean up in here. Just regular it, work. You just know? Reg, yeah. Nothing beats regular work. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I love I'm, being I'm busy. Stoked, so stoked with how the last couple of weeks have went. Thank you, everybody. Again, we've said it dozens 100%. of times. Thank you so much. But uh, nothing beats just like, all right, I got three hours of cleaning this shit up yeah it's, you know and that's kind of like you know you, you you sit around your place and you're like Ugh, sometimes i just don't <laughs> it, it, i need to change everything <laughs> and then you like go on a, like a you know like a week-long trip and you uh-huh. come back and you're like i love everything about it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and i think that's sometimes what you need you know we get super busy i like, can't wait to be just slammed yeah. and then you get slammed and you're like i can't wait to just do some Ooh. regular stuff regular meetings and all this so Ooh, tomorrow's thursday and i was i was in packing orders on sunday so it feels like friday but we're getting there bro yeah i think after this week we'll be back in the we'll be back in the gears plus then we got all sorts of stuff to do then so oh yeah so Same we still got we, we keep saying it we got more fun stuff yeah. uh but today we have some fun stuff too we have our friends Gene and Noah from Newell Boys on the podcast today. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah. We've wanted to talk to him. Like, we obviously, like, who doesn't? We know we've talked about our love of all things mules anyway. And they run a very successful Instagram only focused on that thing amongst many other things that they do that we get into. Um, So it's really fun to, like, just, uh, just, touch base with them they're obviously you know names in fashion you'll i think many people know um mm-hmm. them and have followed them for a long time so it's cool to get to know them and just talk shop and talk fashion and you know get into the weeds Chop a little up, bit yeah. yeah so this is us getting into the weeds with them a little bit yeah. so uh here we go yeah we'll just hop right into it i don't know if you guys you guys probably haven't been to boulder before but it's like you know it's this weird like hippie hub and it's really cool and pretty and it's always been like you know kind of expensive you, and, know, you know i think i have where's the air force academy how far away is that oh that's colorado springs, colorado springs. i believe which is yeah. only like an hour and 15 or so I, i'm pretty sure i've been to boulder and there's like is that is that where that crazy like there's like a sort of vintage area where you can get like a shit ton of turquoise for dumb sheep I mean, this like, is kind um, of the area. I'm not sure which spot that was, but that that that's definitely like yeah, that, or that, maybe even Lions. Lions, yeah, is that's a little true, mountain yeah. town that I know has yeah some turquoise dealers and stuff. They've come in, but I, I went out there when I was in <laughs> when I was a defense contractor because I think like the Olympic training center is there, and they they did something with like it's a lot of uh, there's like a lot of like veterans that train for like the it's not like the Special Olympics, but it's like specifically for. Um, I guess injured veterans are also athletes, but they use the Olympic Training Center there to like wild compete. But that when I was a defense contractor, I went there to cover that, and that's when I just spent like uh three days in Colorado. Interesting. Nice. Well, that's a wild series of sentences you put together there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, well, it's a weird. It's a. It's an interesting place in that, like, it, you know, even just since I've been out, really, it's been about seven years, I think, because I came out here to open this. And it's like, uh, even just since then with that, between that and COVID, it's like 
a bunch of the tech offices have moved out here. Mm-hmm. So like Google, Twitter, I mean, you name it, have all set up offices out of here. And they move people out here under this thing called uh, quality of life move. So they move a bunch of the executives out of here. So they have offices, kind of, and they're just these like small, pretty offices. But I don't, from what I understand, nobody really goes into them, especially now after COVID. And everyone just mm-hmm. stayed out here ever since. So. It's gotten kind of congested a little bit because it's a well, you can't grow up, you can't grow out kind of place. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps and it just kind of keeps building and building and building. And but there's nowhere to go. So we, we're at, we're at like New York like housing prices at this point. Um, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's like it's 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 been wild to watch because I mean, between that and like you know, CU football blowing up with Deion Sanders and everything, like it's like a busy ass place at this yeah, point. Considering yeah. even just the seven years ago that I moved here, and I'm sure if you'd been here longer than that, I can only imagine. So it's nuts. But we'll see. We'll see what it does over time. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you got all those New Yorkers coming in, gentrifying the place with their Instagram followers and location tags. So, listen for business, it ain't a bad thing. Yeah, we, if you're <laughs> and if you already own a home, it's not a bad thing. If you're like yeah. a younger person trying to like just do a normal job and live here, it's not the greatest. But it's yeah, you know, luck, other than that. Luck, but but uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wild it's a wild place. Yeah. New Gorp New Gorp City over there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's go. very much so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they they've been doing it. I mean, you got you get like sauced up guys on the on the hiking trails that are like in yeah. their eighties. Well, we also have North yeah. Face out of Denver too, which Denver's just yeah. right down the street. So the North Face crew has started to come around and hang out. We had like a, what was the the tra- the big the big outdoor trade show was here too for OR for OR until it moved. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah it's there's a lot of that gorpy shit going on without a yeah. question. Yeah. So how did you so let's back up one second to the defense. How, how did you get how did you guys get into fashion? Jan was the original merchant of death. <laughs> that's true. That, that's true. That's I a true mean, fact. You can look that up. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 Tony Stark, but instead of Iron Man, it's Iron Heart Man. <laughs> Real talk. I don't know. I'm. Tra- I mean, Jan. That. How did you get into fashion? That is kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know. I've, I've always kind of just been into into stuff, right? Like, yeah into collecting uh i was really into like collecting like toys and stuff as a kid and then that just evolved into like magazines and music and then that just sort of turned into clothing like but i was always interested in clothing from just like i mean there's there's photos of me like dripped out as a kid which is pretty fire like there i'm i'm like in like a patterned sport coat and like a shine it looks like an our legacy fit basically it's like oh, a houndstooth yeah. or like it's a crazy plaid sport coat with like a shiny silver shirt and like wide leg gray trousers but you know i didn't i didn't really consciously dress myself at that time so shouts to my parents for that but no for me it's just like discovering clothes as a means of like self-expression and tribalism i, I would I, i'd say you know looking at like how punks dressed and like how um you know skaters dressed and like how dudes who were like into rap dressed and like just sort of you know, deconstructing that, whether consciously or subconsciously, but, you know, I think everybody's sort of into what their friends are into. Um, not that I really had any friends that were, like, into fashion or clothes in high school. Like, really, the internet and forums is where it just got, like, super nerdy about it. So, like, Style Forum, Super Future. Uh, and I met, like, some friends through that. And I think moving into, like, a city helped. Like, you know, I was, like, the kid in the suburbs working at, like, Urban Outfitters in Georgetown in D.C., like, wishing i could you know live in a walkable city and yeah you know Mm -hmm. do shit like you know have a fixed gear that i rode everywhere just i'm dating myself in that you know but it was like you're you're inspired to like that certain 
lifestyle and you know with that lifestyle there was like clothing that went with it so i guess that was sort of like clothing was was the where was where i sort of went all in you know i was into music and everything else around it but to me it was like the fits were the part that i was most in- interested in suburbs of dc you said yep in fairfax virginia nice i mean that's a good good music scene oh yeah yeah dude I mean, like um yeah like va is goaded va is goaded we're both from virginia but oh like, nice hell yeah um and from virginia in particular it's like the time i grew up I mean, I grew up in like a crazy time. Like w- one thing that certainly helped get me into clothes was like there's a band called U.S. Royalty that was yeah. popping off at the time. And like, um, you know, Chris Black, who does uh, How Long Gone, was like their manager. And okay, then that's yeah. how I met like they were doing Gant Rugger campaigns. And so like that's how that sort of validated like, oh, wow, like there's something happening here. Um, it was also like an entrepreneurial time, like it, it, in a literal sense, like, you know, I, the sweet green founders were like just taking off. And so it was like this confluence of just young creativity and like startup culture in yeah. DC um, in like a really interesting way. Like, you know, so those are two examples, but there is even, you know, this um, amazing guitarist named Tosin Abasi who, you know, invented pretty much a method of shredding so hard that there's mm-hmm. like a genre of prog rock that sort of is named after him called Gent. And he, I actually, you know, I know you're talking about, but I didn't realize that I, he's from the same place you are, Fairfax. Yeah, no, wow. he's from, he's from DC. I met him in DC. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah, like, no, and his no. brother, Abdul, uh, Abdul Abbasi, he used to work at engineered garments. And so like, again, there was like all like these natural things where I was like, I was in the clothes. I was into sort of, you know, this developing scene in, in uh, DC that, you know, afforded me the opportunity to go to New York and like, I met like Daiki Suzuki and like Angelo Urrutia early on because of Abdul. And like, so there was already these organic connections happening. And um, at the same time, I was like blogging for a site called Valet um, yep. that's still around, you know, go yeah, to yeah, Chester yeah. Corey and Jeremy who who run that. Um, and yeah, in my day job, I was a defense contractor. So, <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's like, I was getting into like, you know, all this other stuff, but then I was really into like J. Crew and Alden because I could wear it to like meetings at the yeah. Pentagon, which was very funny. Absolutely wild. There, there's so much you said. Crazy. Also, I just want to say, dating yourself a little bit with the fixed gear, I think you're you're in the right company here. I got hit by a lady on a <laughs> on my breakless fixed gear. She was in a navy blue Mustang, ran me down in Cleveland. So uh, you're in good company. Wow. With the yeah. Fixed oh, gear real time. heads know like the Kilo TT, the Mercier on from Bikes Warehouse. Brother, I ordered a Moto Bacane <laughs> si- si- from from uh, from what was it? Bikes.com. You said it was like BikeWarehouse.com or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And the Kilo TT, my buddy, like there was a green one that was happening. Uh, uh, yeah, I had the green one. Yeah, fuck yeah. My buddy had that one. I had a black Moto Bacane, and then you know you'd wear through the tires and you'd trade tires with your homies so you could have mismatch and all this and that. So I know oh, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. What were like the velo the velo rims or whatever? Uh, oh yeah. Oh my god. The, I mean the, the that the was the deep V's. The deep V's. That, that was wealth signaling <laughs> long before clothes became the thing you would do. <laughs> yeah, at least for, sure. for me. Like there was there was literally nothing cooler. And watching yeah. like YouTube videos of dudes. Riding fast as fuck down the hills right, or like, San Francisco. What was Mash. like the? Oh my god! What was like the, the? There was like a fixie video from San Francisco. Was it Mash? Like a skate video. Mash. Yes. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh-huh. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna go home and turn that on tonight. 
Yeah, check and match. Check and match. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But it's you know it's interesting because like the scene you're describing is like very much what we grew up with because we we had like punk and hardcore where we're from and mm-hmm. that's what we grew up in and it has that like DIY thing. I think it helps being like I mean I know like DC's not it's still suburbs for sure like there's there's elements of that but like it's a little closer to like stuff like whereas like you know yeah. I'm from Indiana originally like it, it felt far away from any of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these people that would like develop or like you know bands would go a certain direction or like you know little brands or you know kind of the stuff you're start, you're, you're talking about starting up just would kind of like fizzle out because it didn't know what to do with itself or it didn't have enough of an audience to really build or you know and especially without social media at the time so it kind of felt like it i know the scene you're talking about it's just interesting that like you you were able to make so many like lifelong connections that way of people still doing cool stuff whereas i still feel like like all of like what I gained from that, like learning how to yeah. like, you know, like build up brands, use webs, like build websites, do all these mm-hmm. things that I still do now. It's just interesting to like, you were able to take that and take all those connections and then build them way broader, which is so sick. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like, and when I say that, you know, I remember all these people, not because it's like me, you know, trying to be like, oh, it's, it's a network you built. I mean, I guess, you know, the through line is the sense of community yeah. like that. I didn't know you yeah. could have, through being into gear or like having gear as a common sort of, um, you know, thread that like ties you between people. Right. Which I guess you can say, I mean, David Marks literally just wrote a book on that, right. Status and culture, which Mm -hmm. is like taste is something that brings people together, you know, and he succinctly described, I guess, like what, you know, what, what I had been doing or just sort of how I had been educating myself in like different facets of like culture and design subconsciously through just like trying to find cool people to hang out with well you know when we were talking to david about that book it was kind of came clear like it's like as much as it's about like the taste level even beyond that for me it feels so much like everyone's bound by the way they like things not just like not even just the taste level like it's like everyone i know that like i hang out with that i've learned that i've met through work or like anything i'm interested in it's always just these guys who are like hella passionate about like very specific Mm -hmm. things and i think that if you're super passionate you ultimately go down some road that you're like niche of a niche of a niche of a niche and then you you end up you know that's how we all found each other yeah yeah exactly (laughs) critical if you're a critical thinker then you know taste is kind of like your best friend because you just you're patient you think about a little bit more you're not just gonna jump out of the window you're gonna think about okay hold up does that make sense? Should I be doing this? Let me see what really looks good with this top. Does do yeah. these pants work? Does this top? Does this color scheme? And then if you can do that, now you know how to handle a situation. Is this a good time to talk to that person? Should I probably shut up and listen? Am I wrong? You know what I mean? Like it kind yeah, of yeah. bleeds into all aspects of your life. Like if you have good taste, you kind of have good taste everywhere a little bit. No, oh, yeah. If you don't have good taste, you kind of. <laughs> are a bit of a lost cause everywhere a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, you you know, you, you need something to I think, you know, it starts with like a single step. It's like the one thing that just like blows your mind and you're like, yo, you know, there's like a moment when you realize, man, I, I just have I just bought like a five hundred dollar jacket. Why does this cost more than my IKEA bed? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. That is there thing. is there an item where you're like you felt like you kind of made it over the hump and you're like, all right, well, I did that, so now like um, I in it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think bits of shelving still my like white whale, but you know, I, you I'm, I'm like working on the whole, you know, moving in with a wife thing before we can like start thinking about decorations. 
Yeah. I mean, to me, I think the ultimate flex is when you're just able to comfortably like buy art. I, I like, some of the most yeah. stylish people I know, you know, they'll wear like I don't know um, Namacheco and just like other like like somebody like Yasin Bey, right? He'll like mix co sure. with like Rick and like Yoji, and then he'll just be like, oh yeah, here's like a piece I got from this artisan in like haiti or like uh you know another like a country that he was traveling from and then mm -hmm. he's like yeah no just got like a piece by like you know an artist like hugh hayden or something like that so i'm I'm in the moment where i'm like i appreciate art i'm fortunate to like be friends with artists but i can't say that i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna buy like uh you know like like, like sort of the guys that came up with cause and they, they just like got you know the four foot tall companions and like 2003 for like two grand and now they're worth like half a mil easy you know Insane. so i feel like that sort of part of that whole conversation around how everything's sort of related to this big cultural conversation. But I will say like, it's not as linear as it was before. Like there's so much stuff out there and it's not as like the trajectory is not as clear as it used to be. Like it's like, are you referencing you bought a pair of red wing boots, then you bought a pair of naked and famous jeans and then you bought a wax jacket or something entirely different. Yeah. Like something like that. Right. Yeah, then it's like, yeah. you know, I mean, like you know so, like the uh, ralph lauren like his family like his brother jerry like they collect norman rockwells and that tracks like that's sure. probably <laughs> one of the biggest times i've been flexed on was like in the ralph lauren showroom and like jerry lord who like is a saint and like a goat was like showing me photos of his phone of like rockwells that he had on display at like i think it was like the national gallery of art east building or something like that and i'm just like that's a whole new level of you know just taste in yeah. class <laughs> you know we were talking to uh jonah from blackbird and and one thing he brought up is like he was he was workshopping and i don't know if he ever like finished the, the idea but he'd been workshopping this idea that like the best like outfits and shit he was putting together was when he stopped thinking about it entirely like when he had to like run his like wife to the i don't remember what he said like the train drop off or whatever it was, whatever it was. Just had to so he just kind of like throw shit together quick because they had to get out of the house or whatever and he's like and then once i just realized like that started to be like some of the most interesting things i did i think you get to a certain point i think this is when art kicks in when it's like yeah i'm no longer thinking about the clothes and stuff i just i buy what i buy because i think it's great and i put it all together and i never think two seconds about it everyone yeah. i know that dress is cool it's like i can tell this this is not the most interesting thought you had today you, no. you didn't put yeah, yeah. you just put on the cool stuff that you're wearing right now and you'll throw it away yeah, tomorrow exactly. and start over and still look fucking cool and it's like yeah that is that is the ultimate like point i want to get to where it's like oh i'm no longer thinking about the clothes i'm on to other things this yeah is this i thing. mean that's what I love about Jonah, right? And and Blackbird Spy Plan like, is definitely one of the best sledders in the game. Uh, it's such like a it's a good manifestation and representation of like galaxy brain consumption. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, I, I'm more excited about actually like, yeah, one of the things that I just got as a gift, um, someone had sent me a book of just uh, Katsuhiro Otomo's like Akira backgrounds. Oh, yeah. And it's like one that of the coolest sick. things I've ever seen. And I did not know it existed, you know, or like uh i've been reading um somia uh krishnamurthy's book fashion killer about like hip-hop style uh and like its evolution and so like those things I, I do get excited about i mean i still get excited about clothes of course like given the nature of like what i do and like you know why we're on this podcast uh with the meal boys but you know it's like th there's things that I find that I just, you know, I think it, it, you just evolve. It's like, yeah, this is sick. Like, you know, I've I read this book. This is great. This was a good cop. Do you feel like, like, listen, 
we're, you're you're certainly more, especially being in New, you know you're in New York, right? I'm assuming. Yep. And you know, it's like, it, do you ever get to the point where I, I feel like people ask me about my style or whatever, and I'm like, dude, I don't. I think about my style because I like I think about style all the time. But to be honest with you, I think about other people's style all the time. Mine's less so. You know what I mean? And I, it's just I, I'm far more interested in because I've, I've done buying for a very long time now, mm-hmm. um, and it just gets to the point where it's like I'm really only thinking about how I want to present something much larger than my own personal style. And that's like something I think about now and then it's, it's much broader and I'm more interested in like trends and color trends and weird, weird shit like that. And like things I see, see going on on like a micro level. Like, I mean, I think mules to a certain point started out of this like micro level thing. Cause I know exactly where I saw it. I've mentioned it on here a million times, but you see it like become this little thing that, you know, forever ago, then you watch it and it's like, I'm more obsessed with like watching it happen. I don't, I don't know. I don't think about my personal style as much. I mean, and I think that that's, when you talk about galaxy brain, that's what I'm shooting for is like the more, yeah. the less I think about it, I assume it'll, it'll get better on its own, but it's not, I want to, I, I kind of want to at this point blend in. I'm more interested in like how I can affect other things than I am, how I can affect my own closet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I a hundred percent, you know, I'm with you on that. And I'm sure Noah can speak to that too. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of what we've done um, in our career path is like trend forecasting, right? Whether it's yeah. like literal or figurative and, you know, I, I worked for a trend forecasting agency, WGSN, and a lot of it was that. And that's what I really just got, you know, um, down with the idea of like, how do you take yourself out of it? How do you put everything in, you know, a truly global context? Um, it was, it afforded me the opportunity to like, travel to London for the first time, which is crazy because <laughs> I, I went during Brexit. So like Whoa. to wake up in London and get like a 70, you know, it's like, a 70 pound cab ride and you're just like holy shit this is 150 dollars i'm going to go broke like before i can expense anything (laughs) yeah 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 uh to like waking up and then seeing the pound falling Mm -hmm. and then immediately going to like dover street market and being like (laughs) oh shit's on sale i can actually it's it's so much cheaper now which was a that that whole trip was you know a total mind fuck but um it just opened you know it opened my eyes to just the fact that on the timeline and on the internet you you can think that something is a trend but the reality is like regional style is still very real like city to city country by country you know the fact that like a nike runner is gonna hit harder in europe than you know a basketball shoe just because of how the sneaker culture has evolved there uh and, and that sort of nuance around it or like the fact that you know, JD Sports is going to have like some really sick exclusives, which is yeah, and, and like before they expanded the US, it's like, you know, what they had was a lot like more fire than a lot of the stuff I would see like a Foot Locker, you know. But yeah, it's just like seeing those kinds of connections and just realizing like how big the world is and just how many people, you know, day to day get dressed on a global scale. Uh, and it really just expands the scope of like how you think about what trend means. Yeah, it, it it's an interesting it, it's an interesting thing. Like like paying attention to trends as a whole, and like the, I think the better you get at it, it's not just like I, I don't know how to like I don't know how to, we were just in uh, Japan and yeah. you watch like how trends are moving there versus here, and it's just and I mean this like you see it you see it out in the world there more than you do here. I feel like you when you first start spotting a trend, it's different now because of because of the internet. I mean, it's gotten so I mean every everybody's worldwide at this point. But I remember back when it would it would have to be like a you'd see it on the street a couple times and at least you I mean you're mm-hmm. in New York so you're, you're going to see it more in real life it's going to be happening a little faster no question um 
Where do you think for you when you're thinking about that? Like, where do you see it? Like, when do you think it's landed? Like, when do you think like the trends landed? Is it when it starts hitting the streets in New York or like proper streets? Or do you think it's, are you seeing it at a, like a more micro level now because of the internet? I mean, I, what I look at really is like non-fashion people, like people who who don't think about clothes. Yep. Like, you know, when you see the amount of people that are wearing like on running sneakers or like how, you know, straight leg jeans are becoming more commonplace or like even like how the finance guy uniform, you know, shifted to like high blue suits with like burnished brown shoes. And you you can sort of just see what like the new normal is like a lot of like the analogy I use a lot is that like I'll go to a Target and it used to be that I would look at what they were making for, you know, their in-house lines. And it's like I wouldn't wear any of these pants. None of them are too skin. None of them are skinny enough. You know, this was like 10 years ago. And now I go in, I'm like, none of these are wide enough that I would wear. And so that's sort of how I kind of judge the ebb and flow of trend is just like when something's at critical mass for the customer and like having that sort of perspective of just like, you know, how do you reach and what is reaching and penetrating, you know, like the most mass consumer um, in like middle America and people who who don't have access to, you know, places where they can shop um, or even try on, let's say, like a lot of the brands that they might read about online. Well, let me ask you about something that I've been picking at a long time now. And it's, I personally like when I think, you know, I'm sure a lot of us being about a similar age, I imagine here, we all went through the whole like American made trend in menswear. And I think that for, to me, watching menswear for as long as I did, it was the first time you saw a lot of different types of guys, not just guys who were on the internet and who understood things, not not guys who were in New York or LA. It was like everyone started to kind of get on the same page at the same time. Now, I think a lot of that was the dawn of like, you know, internet culture being an, big enough and broad enough. I mean, because I was, I was on the internet doing this like with a, just Ask Andy and it was like, I'll just g- get in the mix here because I don't know who else to talk to about yeah. this stuff. Um, where it started to be a little bit more like you, you, could, you could see what was going on a little faster, at least in my opinion. And... When that grew, what I really liked at the time was like it wasn't so individualistic yet. I mean, I'm sure it was in other parts of the world, but in in America, it definitely felt like it was cool to have. If we both had selvage denim that basically looked identical, we'd be like, "We're sick together. We look. Yeah. We both look cool. <laughs> We're right. in the know." And then it was like barber jackets and red wings and blah 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 and all this all this stupid shit. And everyone was like, "This is great. We all look the same, and it's fun." You know what I mean? And I sort of mm-hmm. like I sort of miss that a little bit. And I don't know if it's my own nostalgia about it or if it's because. Because of, you know, I mean, you know, you'll understand. There was like 14-year-old kids coming into our store for a little while there being like asking me about like archive RAF and shit. And you're like, how I could have never. There was no enough. I would have had to yeah. move. I mean, Noah I was one of those 14-year-old kids. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and, and I think that's so cool. I'm not downgrading that at all. I think the fact that kids can get that fast into clothes and you have every piece of information all this archival footage and photos and everything that you can you can grab onto now without having to go to certain libraries or be in certain cities or anything i think that's incredible you're you're, you're going to gain so much more information things are going to happen fast it's, it's all better but at the same time i sort of miss that sort of like 
camaraderie. I don't like that it was always like, like what you said is like, as soon as you see something skinny, you're like, ugh, I don't want it. I, I have this initial reaction to like, mm-hmm. I, now I need mm-hmm. to go the opposite way. And I feel like everyone started going, it was like, oh, you all like Rick, then we're not going to like that anymore. And we're, and it's like, it would be, whatever it is, it, would, it just felt like the, the, the groups were getting smaller and smaller and tighter and tighter. And I feel like that's kind of, for me, I don't know how you feel about that, but like, for me, it's just been a little bit like of a bummer of like, it, it actually has created these like, that niche of a niche of a niche of a niche thing, I think at some thing at sometimes can be kind of tearing groups apart, which is a lot of what we've tried to do here at Canoe Club is like build up these like communities that were like a lot more accepting of all different kinds. And we wanted to be a store that carried a lot of different types of brands and clothing and stuff like that that maybe wouldn't traditionally be put together, but I think there's a way. And I don't know. I sort of I sort of just missed that thing. Do you ever, do you feel like there's? And I, I'm starting to feel like, especially with a couple of things that we've done recently, starting to see a, maybe a little bit of a comeback to that of not being so viscerally like, you know, not loving having the same types of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if that makes sense, but is there anything you, you see anything there? See any trends like that? That are that are like that that people are. Um like excited to be a part of the group and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of rejoin, almost rejoining the community rather than it being so like segregated like it was for a while. I mean, well, I personally think that, you know, everything has a, you know, the pendulum swings, right? So we got to a place where fashion was the new thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone had a, a brand with a hoodie and a, trucker hat for a little bit i think now it's kind of you know fashion is getting back to uh like actual tailoring and people are starting to appreciate uh items that are going to last forever instead of things that are super duper hype now because like just you know state of the world and like finances and things like that and so i think that is just creating you know that need for the things that have always worked you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so maybe that's what you mean when you say it's coming back. Like traditional um is coming back. Absolutely. I mean, look yeah. at Gucci, right? Look at the look at the 180, you yeah. know, and look at look at all of the 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 runway shows recently. They're not as ornate as they once were because they understand where we are and also just like what's attractive now. Like everyone is a lot more uh serious with their dollar, which is kind of made all of the people that weren't really serious about fashion they kind of left and they're like okay well what's the new thing that we all care about is it streaming is it podcasting it's something you know what i mean like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had that hype to it for a really long time and i think now that's dying and so now you're starting to see it be about uh you know real enthusiasts again yeah and, and i know i you said something was it like that people are centered around like things that work was that what you just said yeah, things that work or things that yeah, yeah I like just, that. I think yeah, I think yeah. in in that sorry sorry in in terms of that thought exactly though, like you said, everybody had trucker hats, everybody had a hoodie, um, but the things that work stuck around. It's pretty topical, but like I think Birkenstock Boston's are that thing, or at least like from my perspective of it was very very hype, and I don't think that they're going anywhere. Where I do think. Stuff like maybe a trucker hat or, or what, you know, it might ebb and flow. But I, I look at a Boston the same way I look at like a Vans old school or something. Like people are, have been wearing them, always have been wearing them, and will continue to wear them regardless of if they're cool, quote unquote, or not in the like the in scene. You know what I mean? Like we're all going to probably still be wearing Bostons in 15 years. 
I mean, yeah, like look at look at the Levi's five hundred one, or even like yeah, any perfect. Levi's jean, you know. Yeah. But any brand that is going to like do what they do and just do it really well, they're always going to win. Like always, because they're not searching for anything. You know, you think about Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Patagonia never tried to be cool. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. G Shock was never expecting for Pharrell to wear watches and for diamonds to be on. Like that was never the goal for Arcteryx. That was never Levi's goal. Like they didn't expect all these years later for people to spend literally thousands on like half disintegrated denim. You know, <laughs> sure. that's not Can't like Yeah, like when you just do what you do very well, you're always going to win. And people are always going to be attracted to that because you're not trying to be anything else. You know what I mean? It's kind of like when you're that kind of like weird uh, nerd who's really confident in themselves and like all the hood kids really bang with you because, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. He's, he's him. He's not trying to hide who he is. He's cool. I like him. Yeah. I like his Jesus sandals and, you know, jorts. Yeah. Unabashedly themselves. Exactly. I mean, we all, we I, we've said this for a long time now, but it's like we just had somebody on the podcast that was asking, like, I don't remember what the question was, but it was something along like, "Oh, do you have something that like embarrasses you?" I'm like, "No, that would suck." I mean, it's like I don't want to, I don't want to have. I, I think the only the only way to be cool is just be a hundred percent who you are. Because yeah. like I like you said, I had I had friends growing up that were like, yeah, "He's like a weird guy, but like he's." He's, he's got he's got some cool going on because <laughs> yeah, he's not right. he's not worried about it. And I think that like I don't know, I think that with you know, obviously there's there's been an obsession with authenticity in fashion for a long time, but I think we're starting to get into like an authenticity with like personal style at the same time where it's like well, you know, authenticity's see... dead. It's it's been declared the word of the year, so we can't say it anymore. Oh. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm going with add valid. it to the list. Valid, valid. There we go. is the new the new yeah. authentic. That'll um, work. Who declares these words? <laughs> As the word, um, Merriam-Webster. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, when's the last time y'all read a dictionary? You know what I mean? Do we really want <laughs> them who to... reads the dictionary? <laughs> yeah. Like, first I, off, I'm yeah. not looking up words at this point. I hit an age where I'm like, I'm just going to use things I hear at random, and hopefully they'll fit in. And if they don't, I'm I'm all right. Yeah. So why guy? Why why get into like why start Mule Boys in general? Like what what was the like? Do you have was there an impetus for it, or it's just I it was kind of fucking around and then it got big? A little of both. Like we, we, you know, we both used to work at High Stability. We had mm-hmm. a podcast there called The Dropcast. Yep. Um, and we just were sort of just thinking about ways to promote it on social, uh, in addition to you know High Snob's Instagram account. And then, you know, I mean, Noah's told the story as well. It's like there was one day in, like the old office elevators, I was wearing like a pair of the the Gucci River Mules, which is like mm-hmm. another horse bit sort of boston yep. silhouette oh, wow. and then noah had a pair of burks like the like the super burkies or like the, the ac mm-hmm, 1320 mm-hmm. like chef shoes whatever you want to call it um and then Love people those. started sending us feet photos c joints the yeah c collab birkenstock which is the first time i had ever seen that one i think it was like yeah which is like the 836 or something i yeah, forget yeah. the actual, but like that was the first time i'd ever seen that kind of it was like a clog painter chef type shoe so that 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 shoe changed my life I'm with honest. with the removable yeah. cork inserts right yeah a640 that's yeah, what it was yeah. i have them in red i love them they're, they're my yeah. uh they're my house shoe for the most part it's it's interesting like i I've, i think i've said this on the podcast before but the the, I, the moment i saw I'd, I'd never seen i didn't grow up in any sort of in indiana we didn't there's there's like no trends there and uh 
I'd never seen a Birkenstock in my life. I'd never knew it was a thing. I was into clothes and shit. I just never came across my desk. And I was in New York when I was young buying, and it was early, early engineered garments. And Daiki was wearing them, and he had the he had it with the fatigues, and he had them on. I was like, I've never seen that shoe before. It's a wild ass looking shoe because it was like the weirdest thing I could imagine at the time. And I was yep. like, that is so sick. And I, I asked him about it. He told me, and he's like, Oh, I've had these for eons. They, you know. And it was like, Oh man, I I went home and I bought them, and I got clowned on for like two years straight. But then there's something about that shoe that is very addicting like i couldn't stop wearing it yeah. once i got it and it's like it is a weird what do you think it is that draws people is it that thing of like it's just it's just so fucking comfortable that you just can you can't go back once you've started or like what is it that, that, that has made like the the mule or clog or whatever it was so like i don't know culty it's just that i mean i think that. covid helped you know sure. people want to comfort oh, shoes sure. yeah. um in terms of just like pushing them into you know mass mass uh awareness uh but you know i think it's it's the comfort and the ease right like the fact that crocs is like like widely accepted now and sure. like with their silhouettes like the dylan and mm-hmm. you know there's a new collab every week like the mcdonald's collab or even like the super crazy novelty ones like the shrek and elf Mm-hmm. shoes that yeah. like sell out like or even like the mater cars ones you know they have a resale value there's a real demand um there's like this fine line between like irony and like something being actually cool to you know there i think there's like a little bit of a disney adultness to it right of just like you know i i like i like this i'm passionate about it. i don't care like who who um knows it kind of thing so that's why like people are have been caping for like shoes that people would be like no i would never wear those to people not being like actually i love them I mean, there was also definitely a little bit of a trend of that going on in fashion of like there was yeah. that. Also, like, it's not cool to make fun of people anymore. Like, <laughs> like factually, you know, yeah. like everybody. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Everybody's more inclusive. Um, and, you know, everybody's like more free to be their authentic selves, like copyright trademark um, and feel OK in that. Right. And that's just sort of like the kind of culture that we live in now well you know and it was like i just felt like there got to the especially with the kind of the individualism of fashion it got to the point where it was like show me something i can't pull off and now now we're gonna make it a a point to try Mm -hmm. to make that work you know what i mean i mean hundred percent. you saw that with you know in high fashion you know fast every version of it kind of had their own their own take on that but it was definitely like a little bit of like challenge me to to wear something that i'm not supposed to i mean the, the fact that like rick owens is like you know more mass than he was before and then like you have kids wearing ramones as like a grail sneaker with mm-hmm. like you know champion sweatpants right which is like a look i've seen on like the a train uh the fact that like my my nephews in like virginia know who rick is and are, you know they, they don't have anything from him but they're like yeah you know i, I would i want to go to the rick store and like just see how it looks kind of thing yeah is something that i never thought i would see for sure but even like, you know, Margella being fully like mainstream with like the whole TikTok tabby thief meme mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that like, oh, yeah. you know, the tabby has just become shorthand for like what the house codes are. 
like I said, I couldn't, I mean, look, I think that, that Boulder is a slightly different place, you know, than middle of nowhere. But at the same time, like the amount of like, when we first opened the store that you, I really mean this, like younger, younger kids that were coming in and knew this crazy amount of shit, like you're talking about. It's just, it was flabbergasting to me at first. It was like, you know, this is just like this, this was a very small group of people that I knew for a long time, or you had to know through the internet or because I traveled for work, I would, you know, had groups of friends in New York or LA or whatever. And and you would all talk about that kind of thing, but for like you know a younger kid to know that it's just it's really wild to see to see that tra- to what what fashion has uh, how, how the internet has changed that entirely because there's no chance that I, anybody from where I was from knew Rick Owens and I would say definitely now I mean I think also through hip hop getting as popular as it has is becoming I think I, it's barely I, I it's it's almost pop it's, it is pop music at this point like that is the, mm-hmm. that is the most mainstream music that I think exists as far as like you know how people are consuming it everybody listens right, to but I think also yeah. fashion is pop culture now yeah i, oh, I mean yeah. that that's kind of you exactly know? where i was going it feels it feels almost exactly the same like and i think that all of that it's kind of like melded together in this very interesting way that 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 i just didn't i just didn't you couldn't have told me 20 years ago that that's how it would be and i don't yeah. think i would have believed you i mean you know it's like I, I i talk about this a lot it's like you look at the nba season opening games lebron walking out in a Pharrell Vuitton look, you know, yeah. Ronnie Feig. Like the fact that teams have creative directors also just sort sh- of speaks to it. Like Ronnie Feig using the Knicks season opener to, you know, showcase the new Kith collection. Like the fact that Daniel Arsham is the creative director of like the, you know, the, the, the Cavs. <laughs> it's, you know, we're fully in like a different age of like, fashion sport like it's it's all part of a competition that's how they sort of masculinized it right is like you know it's not enough to just dress well you gotta you gotta dress on you gotta dress better than everyone else like this is you gotta dunk on them with your fit as much as you do on the court yeah do you think that this pushes fashion forward or pulls it back i think it pushes it forward like because i think you know it, it pushes it to a larger conversation um and you know as a reaction to that, there will be something else that rises up, right? Like, I think at the end of the day, anytime people are more accepting of using clothing as a method of self-expression has always, you know, made it so that people can get more expressive. Like, you know, it's like when Ray Rocky said, clothes get weirder. Like, cool. Like, everybody's wearing skinny suits now. I'm going to wear wide fit suits. You know, it's like once like the whole suit supply look became like de rigueur for like finance dudes and like mm-hmm. the J. Crew Ludlow kind of took over what basic guys were dressing like that ultimately meant that the average guy was looking better than he looked prior. But then the more advanced guy was like, all right, I'm going to do something else to differentiate myself from that. And that's sort of like the trend cycle. But we need that, though. We need to be a taste for uh, a more tasteful society i mean if you look everywhere else right you go to mm-hmm. like or you know you guys said that you were just in japan or you go to france yeah. and it's like, i mean japan and paris like japan them. and france top top two go to just like casual style cities no yeah. one casual even style countries mm-hmm. you don't even have to be like into fashion but you have a good pair of pants your coat's really good the cut's great you know what i mean you have yep. brands like muji and uniqlo where it's like that's not yeah. for a fashion head but it looks you look good though we don't have really have that culture so it's just very new to us to yeah. you know what i mean have casuals look good and care so mm-hmm. casuals yeah I, I think that's really um exciting yeah 
I mean, that's that's a thing too. Like that's what what I look at when I travel is like you can sort of get, I guess, a bird's eye view of what a country considers like acceptable clothing if you just take a look around like what their mass retailers and like most popular brands are selling right and so in yeah. japan that's uniqlo in france you know yeah for sac um who who's like the, the creative director gautier borsarello is just like super swagged out and has like a really good eye he also does um Leticat magazine but then in italy you know you have these brands like boji that just really nail that casual sort of Cuccinelli, Bolioli vibe at like a price, and you know you look, you come to America, and it's not like Old Navy's making anything similar to that, you know. Sure, but I mean, you are seeing these brands like you know Abercrombie, and I would even argue to a certain point, like stuff is you know. That oh, was we have formally... J Crew for sure. Yeah, yeah and Abercrombie, Crew. like. And think, now Aaron's at Madewell, so yeah. I mean, you're, and you, you Zara doing diff, these different interesting collabs. Like they're all. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying they're all nailing it necessarily. Yeah. Some are, but some Zara's aren't. a Spanish company, technically. Yeah, fair. I do. You you start to see though, like you're saying, like there isn't there is an elevation. Like it's it's fashion is dragging what would be considered to you know someone in in like in our world like that's the lower version it's pulling it up so it's only going to have to make you're going to have to be that much better than just like you can't start a brand that you couldn't start a basics brand and do it you could have formally i think started a basics brand that pretty much looked like you know made well or whatever and you've been like this is you know great this is great but that's not going to be enough anymore you're going to have to push it forward so that's that's why you know that's why i asked the question i do think i mean there's there's probably aspects that are pulling it back to a certain degree when it when it whenever it gets into mass it just it's just so much more you have to you have to you have to just do so much more to make a wave um so there's that but i also think that like that's that's probably a good thing i mean i think that that's you know that kind of like conflict makes 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 better art if that's how you look at fashion yeah for sure if you're if you're hard then you'll be hard you know what i mean the one yeah. thing that's a little sad though is like obviously it's in music it's with everything the uh, the attention span is shorter so like you know sure. an album an album used to be able to last six months to a year, a year and a half. Um, or like, uh, for example, if you had a hit song, that hit song, you you were good all year. You were good for yeah. a year and a half, possibly. Now you have a hit song, it might last the summer, maybe. You know what I mean? And so same with like a look. Like, for example, take away social media and Alessandra McKaylee. Oh, my God. Like, you would never get tired of it. It would just be so special. But when you yeah. see it all the time, you just start to, like, get tired of somebody's whole kind of flow you know what i mean and yeah. so that, that that's the one thing fashion wise that's a little like that sucks which is why i like what like phoebe philo is doing where it's not yeah she's just like doing drops like i'm just yeah. gonna drops when i want to and buy you know what i mean like that's the yeah. one thing, like fear of god like i'm gonna do a fashion show when i want to type thing i mean and, that's why i think our legacy is like probably one of the goat brands right now Best brand from, in menswear to me. Yeah, it probably is like one of the best brands in menswear, just from a price point perspective and accessibility perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many things and, they're hitting on and able to yeah like, to do, do to well. do to do well yeah. and keep it that high. That's it's. There's a few brands that are able to do that many different things well. Right, and and they're able to make like meme pieces that you know transcend the meme. Like the Trump Loe jeans just did so well mm-hmm. that they just made it part of the permanent collection. Like how many? You know, I, I've seen that leather mini jacket in like six Instagram posts yeah. today alone, you know? <laughs> um, but even like the Armani collection too, it's just like, it's very covetable, but at the same time, it's like you can get a lot of wear out of it and they, they just make pieces that 
you know, they feel current. Um, they're not crazy expensive. Uh, they feel luxurious. Like they pay attention to the fabrics and it just like, you know, it fe- like the clothing feels like a real brand. Like, and what, by that, I mean, like, you know, there's, there's brands like where they have really great vibes. And then when you try on the clothes, you're like, this looks nothing like how I thought it would. Like the fabric's different. The yeah, cut absolutely. is different. And our legacy just like hits all of those notes, like so well. And I think that it's like, it's both the least and most democratic. And I think it's a testament to their success that like it used to be that they would make the conservative stuff to like fund the crazy shit. And now the crazy shit is like what people love. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you're just getting back to kind of what we started. If you just do, if you're, you can tell the brands that are still doing it super passionately. I mean, there's just, if if you, if you're, if you've got a good eye for this stuff and you follow it enough, you can watch the brands that are like, this is clearly your full passion. And like, just like music, it can look like, it takes a full year and then boom, you put out this amazing big collection. Or maybe I'm just putting out like hit after hit after hit after hit, but I'm not really putting yeah. one full collection mm-hmm. together. I just think it like, it matters less. And I think that if, if, I think the number one issue in fashion still to me is like the way the cycle moves needs to break. And I think it's breaking as we speak. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like especially, you know, look at Phoebe Philo, look at all these other brands dropping yeah. random things or dropping one collection and taking a big break. And that's all okay. Like whatever's good for your business and your yeah, art or absolutely. whatever, I think is it should be what it is. And I think that if, I think that you're you're probably right. As as fashion becomes more of like pop culture, it's going to also be accept. I think the the way the art is made will be accepted, however it's being yep. made, and people have a little bit more patience with it because they have an understanding of who's behind it and how it's being produced. Mm-hmm. They, the more information is ultimately a good thing, even though I think at first it feels like an overload and too much. Over time, I think it all smooths itself out, and I think that we're seeing like I think ultimately we'll see a much more interesting version of fashion in ten years. Yeah. Even. No, and I think that, you know what we're getting at too, right? Is that like, and this is why I also love like what what Brendan Babbins has been doing at like Noah, and like a little bit of what he's been doing at J Crew is that I think our legacy, Phoebe Philo, um, Noah, they're they're all three brands that are like anti hype brands. I think the people who gravitate towards them are like sort of tired of the rat race of like, oh man, I really need this piece from like SS twenty three or like the Fall twenty four collection. Can't wait for that, uh, and they have. You know, they like the idea of buying and supporting, you know, independent artisans and designers, but they're also looking for like newness in their wardrobe. Like, I think at the end of the day, you know, we do live in a capitalist society and like shopping feels good if you're into clothes. Mm-hmm. Like if that's not, if that's what you do, like you update your wardrobe, you know, the, the resale market is healthy or you can just donate stuff like. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things and certain good pieces that hold their value. And it's like there's a lot of consumers that, you know, especially menswear guys that just look at their wardrobe as like liquid as liquidity. Right. It's like, ah, I'm really tired of this. Yep. It's not that like. I'm not that I'm going to trash it. Like it's time for it to go on to like a new home. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm not exaggerating when I feel like there's a lot of guys who are listening to this, that their wardrobe is like toy story three where they're just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a good piece. I got fat or I'm a dad now. It's too precious for me. And like, if my kid like throws up on this, it might ruin my day. So let me like pass it on to someone for, you know, like, a little bit less than what I paid, but like, you know, I paid for this. It's, it's still a good piece. It's, it's going to hold, you know, it's, it's still relatively timeless, but like my time with it is done, I guess. Let's say, let's say that, you know, and um, I think that's what these brands hit. Like, and that's what Phoebe Philo hits on, right? They're clothing for people who have things to think about other than clothes. 
Sure. Well, and I also think that what you're getting at, too, is like especially the couple of people you named there, you know who those people are. You know what their values are. It comes through in the clothing. And if you can nail those kind of three things, you're going to get an audience that fucks with that. You know what I mean? If they know yeah. who you are and I know that like, you know, the, the, the not just – Everyone at NOAA, I'm, I'm going to assume, maybe not everyone, but I'm assuming they hire like-minded people. You're like, yeah, these guys are like former hardcore people. They are, they like, they, they get the skate culture, but they also understand like, you know, nicer tailoring, you yeah, know, yeah. like icon pieces and menswear. And, and then they're going to put a twist on it that makes sense for me. If I identify with that enough, I'm going to get it. If as much as I identify it with Phoebe Philo, I don't, I'm not going to fit any of those clothes nor afford them in most cases, but. Like I, I, I will follow that career as long as I can because it's still some of the most inspiring stuff I see because you're like, I know exactly who she is. I know what she represents. I know what she wants her art to be. And it keeps coming through you. Like you're connecting with, with the person not and, and their art too. And I think mm-hmm. that that's when things get like, that's how you get these like super high culty, th- you know, brands that create this amazing community behind them. And consumers are smart. Like you said, like most of the guys that are listening to this or in this world, it's something they're consuming if they don't work in the industry, they're consuming it in their off time. And yeah. it sh- it's glaringly obvious when a brand is not doing what we're mentioning, when it's just, it's down to kind of switch every, every couple seasons to whatever is hype, whatever is going to be on trend. But the stuff that we've mentioned thus far has all kind of stayed fairly true to form. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I know you're on a tight timeline. Let me ask you, let, let us ask you one random question before you go. Um, you guys, I mean, I didn't think we didn't think of this one ahead of time, but you guys, we just, we're off the heels of Black Friday now. Do, like, what do you guys have? Like a maybe like a one thing you purchased this year that feels like your purchase of the year? Mm, that's a good question. Um, year. Um. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. For me, it's it's two. It's like the the two tuxes I, I got married in. There you go. go. Yeah, I got a Tom Brown one, and then I got a Bodie one. Uh, the Bodie one's actually cool. I haven't posted it yet, but like, it's a made-to-measure tux, um, ivory seersucker trousers, and like a shawl collar, oh, uh, wow. wool mohair blazer, um, or tuxedo jacket. Uh, but the inside is actually embroidered with these motifs from um, my wife's family. Uh, came from like the restaurant industry when they first immigrated, so it has oh, like cool. motifs from like the menus and like the matchbooks of like Incredible. their old restaurant. Yeah, okay, that's so cool. Well, it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, the, the whole inspiration and story behind it, because that's when I work with them, it's always got to be like something about, you know, history and like that that's sort of their whole thing. Um, And like mid-century imagery, which is like was perfect because this was like a restaurant from the 60s. Yeah. And so like, you know, there's also the idea of like when there's a restaurant called China Chalet in New York. Yeah, uh, but also like all these, these like white glove Chinese restaurants like Mr. Chow, which is, uh, by the way, his documentary is amazing. If you have incredible, it's, it's so um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, you would go to a Chinese restaurant, all the servers and like ser- uh, and like hosts would be in like tuxedos. So it was like kind of like an homage to that, too. Very so there's cool. like certainly layers to it, but it's also just like a sweet looking tux. Love it. Talk to him. Um, for me, it's definitely I got a custom bangle from my uh, homie who's a, a jeweler. Shout out Bernard James. I got a custom uh, gold bangle. Forgot. I'm. I, I got this earlier that year. Yeah. Well, that, you, listen, guys, you can't be custom. You guys are on the right train. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Custom custom jewelry is forever is forever a successful purchase. That's right. Yeah. Oh, these are so great, guys. This is incredible. This was so much fun to talk to you guys and get to know you more. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. 
Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. It's super fun. Of course. Yeah, well, we love what you're doing. We're huge fans. We'll, I'm sure we'll stay in touch and we'll let you get back to your lives. <laughs> well, much love, man. <laughs> what lives? <laughs> well, you know, work. We well, know you're sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. All right, guys. Well, you take it easy. You be in touch if you ever need anything. Absolutely. Likewise. 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 Likewise.